Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Everything Homes special segment. Stories needing sharing. Messages that matter from people you need to know about. Heroes, do-gooders, and purpose-driven patriots. Offering tips, solutions, inspiration, and entertainment. They truly are good people, doing good business and good things. Here's your host, Michelle Swinnick, the queen of quality content. Enjoy the show. Good morning and good afternoon. It is uh, August 24th. I can't believe we made it this far. (laughs) August 24th. And as I said, I'm going to start saying the dates. So I do it on my other shows, but it's important because the information that Lucy DeGrazia, right there, she gives uh, is relevant current events wise. You know, the show is about connecting current events with the truth of God. And uh, it's important that we, we know the dates, especially if you're watching this on the replay. If you're watching it live, you can come join us in the chat and, uh, we are, I'm doing, I'm monitoring because my, I'm the roadie, right? I am, I am the person who does all the tech. So if, if there's technical issues, you can blame me. It's not, it's not the star of the show, Lucy DeGrazia. I, uh, you can go join us on the chat over at Rumble, Clout Hub, and uh, the Gets Her. So we're coming live on about eight different platforms. And if I could find more, I would love to stick us on there. And um, this is episode 361, Fear God. So Lucy texted me this morning and she's like, Said, are we gonna, what's, what are we doing? She's like, well, it all changed. You know how it all changes. So she works all, all week putting together amazing shows. And then God talks to her, but not in that. No, God boys. <laughs> we don't, that's, not, that's not how it works. And so if anyone tells you God spoke to me and he sounded like this, <laughs> and he says, excuse me. No, that's not. He doesn't do that. He doesn't, you don't hear his voice. It's just not how it works. So be careful. Remember, we had, we had uh, uh, many episodes. We mentioned the false prophets, the false Profits with a P-R-O, F-I-T. Thank you, <laughs> F-I-T, F-I-T. And um, the, pro- the false the false idols and the false teachings, right? So you could be careful. There's a lot of them out there. A lot of grifters, a lot of people looking for the dinero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so she says, fear God. And of course, you know, I always try to throw things back in a little bit more on the get off your rear end side and get active in your community and take action. You know, remember it's pray, plan, and take action. If we did it in that order, it would make a huge difference. And we, we seem to like to take action, maybe a little planning. We forget the pray part. And that's why we're living in the world we live in. Because you got to remember, Jesus is my savior. Trump is my president. <laughs> Good. This is timing. See, this is, and this is not rehearsed, people. This is not rehearsed. And we're not even friends. So the fact that we can pull this show off together once a week is amazing. Because we don't talk. We don't talk at all during the week. We don't text. We don't do anything. She just shows up. And then somehow this all comes together magically, right? <laughs> oh, I laugh when I say that. I, say, I don't even believe it myself. But anyway, uh, it, it is. Uh, I, I was going somewhere with this, and now I, I don't know. But anyway, I'm looking at the clock, 10:04, because I'm only allowed five minutes. So I need to make sure that I get in and out of here, and then I get kicked off. But so join us in the chat. You can go to Jesus Rocks Lives. It's right there on the bottom of the screen, depending on what platform you're on. And uh, if if I'm a little behind getting to you, I, I got other technical stuff that I'm doing, but I will. 
pop it in the chat. And if you have anything you want to say to Lucy, there's a prayer request. If there's any comments or whatever, I write them on these cards, right? And then I hand them to her and she's actually going to look at them today. Okay. So don't worry. So we, you know, we're working out the kinks of all of this stuff, right? We've got the technical stuff signed. We got to get the rhythm down with us because again, we don't talk to each other other than this Wednesday for the hour we do the shows and we don't practice and, and uh, she doesn't even prep. This just comes to her. Boom. She just shows up. It's amazing. It's amazing. So I do want to uh, make a point. And uh, I'm going to take maybe an extra 30 seconds or so over my time. And this is a big thing for me. And I mentioned it on the show last week. I mentioned it on the talk radio shows. I mentioned it on the Bright Town show. You know, we're, we're she's going to bring it up today, too. This is the whole thing about fearing God, right? Uh, and, and a lot of people aren't taking where we are in this country seriously. Uh, it is so much worse than I think 98% of the people really, really realize. I mean, I do a lot of communicating with a lot of different people at a lot of different levels especially in the uh, patriot world, uh, leaders, and they're not even getting it, okay? So then I know most people aren't getting it. So uh, I had the privilege of talking to Tina Peters uh, and did an interview with her, episode 360, with her and Sharona Bishop last Friday. And then Tina and I talked for an hour afterwards. You know, Tina wasn't allowed to go to Mike Lindell's Moment of Truth Summit, which I need, it, I would highly suggest you watch that, uh, even if you watch just parts of it, but the Selection Code movie. And then we did a promo because we're doing a special event next Wednesday. I'm watching the clock. Give me another minute, Lucy, okay? So next Wednesday here in Arizona, in Tempe, we're doing a special movie night. And it's a it's a movie night and a grassroots gathering because we've gone through the primaries. And I encourage you to do this in your own states. Uh, so it's, yes, you're going to watch the movie for some people who haven't seen it because it's amazing. It's Tina Peter's story. And it also gives you incredible insight as to the corruption and it's not just fraud in the election. It's literally the whole system is built on fraud. It's built on corruption. It's built on power. It's built on control. And there's literally two sets of books. And that's what she uncovered. And she tells you about it. But it's also pretty emotional uh, because of what the FBI did to her. She's a gold star mom. They ransacked the box of her, her dead son's belongings. And she's never opened the box. So her and I talked for an hour afterwards. We talked yesterday. And I'm telling you, this, this the situation that we're in is, is so cute. So you've got people like her. Technically, she's a political prisoner. She did nothing wrong. She's gotten arrested multiple times and uh, she, she has no, she's no record. She's done nothing. Okay. She's 66 years old. And she's a clerk, her county clerk in Mesa County, Colorado. Anyway, she's going to be at the live Q and A that we're going to do with Matt Thayer and Joy Thayer, who are the producers. So I encourage you to, to come to the movie. It's only $25. It's also a fundraiser for LD 12 and the Lindell offense fund because people like when you get arrested for doing nothing, for doing your job, for standing up for what is right and for freedom, you get Tina Peter and they put you in jail, just like Simone Gold. Dr. Simone Gold is on day 29 of being in a non, uh, non minimum security federal prison, literally for doing nothing. Okay. And I got a text last night from a friend of mine who's in touch with her people and apparently she's not doing well. So, uh, you know, I, uh, yeah, big time. So send some prayers. Uh, and I'm going to post the video where her getting out, uh, her getting dropped off to jail. I, I played it on my show on Friday on episode 360. I'm going to play it every episode that I have a show, except for this one. Uh, but I'm going to tell you about it. And then I'm going to post it in the jesusrockslive.com, jesusrockslive.com. You can go there also to jump on the chats, 1007. I know, just let me wrap this up because it's important. I know, we see, she's like, come on, I got to start singing. So when I, I just need you to get your arms around. This is all much bigger and it, it is nothing. It's not politics. It's literally the spiritual battle between good and evil and it's demons versus the good Christians that are there. So it's time for everybody to really to pray, plan, take action, to stand up, speak up and show up. Uh, so grab your Bible. 
Grab your common sense cap. Grab your belt of truth and uh, be prepared. Join the chat. All right, let's see. It's all you. I'm, I'm over. Thanks, Michelle. Yeah, what she's saying is true. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff today. But right now, let's worship our great God. If you're able to stand, please stand with me. Oh, you got a little light on the subject. <laughs> Fall like lightning. I saw darkness run for cover. But the miracle that I just can't get over, my name is registered in heaven. I believe in signs and wonders. I have resurrection power. Still, the miracle that I just can't get over. My name is registered in heaven. My praise belongs to you forever. This is my testimony from death to life. Cause grace rewrote my story. I'll testify by Jesus Christ the righteous. I'm justified. This is my testimony. This is my testimony. Thank you for this day, my God. Thank you for bringing us together, Father God. And I ask in the name of your beautiful son, Jesus, that you teach us today, Father God, that you use me, you speak through me, Father God, I'm your willing vessel, that you soften the hearts of the people watching, Father God, the same son that can harden the clay can soften the hearts. And I ask, Father, that you soften our hearts to hear the message. I ask that you strengthen us, Father, Dr. Simone Gold, that you be with her right now, Father God, as she is being as she is being kept and held prisoner as an innocent. And for Tina Peters and for all the other innocents, the January 6th innocent people who went to 
to Washington to support their country and their president and stand for truth. Father, we ask that you guide us, that you protect us. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. All righty. So um, I'm going to be really, really honest with you today. Uh, I had um, a completely different <laughs> show up until yesterday. Um, I was planning completely on taking up where we left off last week with the um, McMartin preschool and the preschool trials and all that stuff that's been going on in satanic panic and and all of that. And uh, literally yesterday, as I was finalizing my notes, um, I heard in my spirit and I kept hearing it all, all day. Not what I want you to talk about. Not what I want you to talk about. Um, and things kept happening all day yesterday and God kept showing me stuff all day yesterday. Not what I want you to talk about. And, and basically the message is this. Um, we've been, we've been desensitized uh, through whatever MK ultra through bad teachings in our churches. Um, we've been desensitized through Hollywood with all of the, like the scary movies and everything. We love that thrill. We actually enjoy it. And God was showing me the more I talk about these things right now, these, these horrific events that happened in our, in our country's past that are still happening today. It's not going to matter because most people are, are desen desensitized towards it. Um, there was a big headline in the Epic Times. I don't know if you saw it. And it said, you know, Joe Biden, the biggest pedophile in our country's history, because he's letting in all of these uh, people coming out across the border. And we have whistleblowers, right? Border Patrol whistleblowers who are saying, yeah, there's about 40,000 kids coming across this border and they're just disappearing. We're putting them on buses anonymously. We're not taking them to family members. We're taking them to friends that somebody might have known, or we're just dropping them off in, in centers and they're disappearing. And that's on top of the already 40,000 children a month that go missing United States citizens through CPS and all that kind of stuff. And I want to talk about all that stuff, but God's putting a hard no on it because he's saying to me, my people don't fear me. My people have a weird version of me. A lot of my people are worshiping a false Jesus. They don't know it. There's no fear. And so you got to talk about that today. So I need you to grab your Bibles today. Um, don't shoot the messenger because you're going to hear a lot of hard truths today. Um, and I'm literally here not to hammer you down, not to shame you or guilt you or anything else, but literally to scare the hell out of you because we all got the hell in us, literally. Um, we were living in this world. We've been loving this world. We believe in all the ways of this world. And that, that's why I wear this hat, because I saw it. We worship the people. We don't worship God. We're worshiping the creation over the creator. And we're worshiping our leaders over God. And we're not ever supposed to do that. Um, so grab your Bibles. I saw a headline. And this is one of the things that I, I mean when I say God put a hard no on it. So as I'm like just scroll, literally just scrolling through my um, my feed and stuff, and I, I couldn't even tell you where it was because as fast as it came up, it just kind of went away. But this headline, I'm going to read to you. It said, pastors are sending us to hell. They do not preach against sin. They do not talk about reverence for God. They do not talk about God's hatred and judgment. Our messages are all love, love love. And if you know me personally, I have this running joke where I say, yeah, we're, we go to the church and we hear 
the Beatles loop. <laughs> All you need is love. We heard that song endlessly, and I'm a huge Beatles fan, but I'm really tired of that song. I love John Lennon, and I love his words, but really tired of hearing all we need is love, 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 love. There's a whole other side of God. And we don't know that. Um, Oswald Chambers. Remember I told you last week, if you're going to use a devotional, Oswald Chambers is a great devotional, my utmost for his highest. Oswald Chambers says, um, quote, the remarkable thing about God is that when you fear God, you fear nothing else. Whereas if you do not fear God, you fear everything else. Okay. So I don't watch the mainstream news, but keep your enemies closer. So I was perusing through some of the mainstream news. If you're watching it, even Fox, Fox is like kind of giving us truth, but not really. If you're watching it, all you're hearing is COVID, 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 monkeypox, monkeypox, monkeypox. We're all going to die. This is really serious. We need to take this serious. Uh, Trump stole all these documents. Trump's a big criminal. Trump's working with Russia against us. It's a fear factor. And we don't fear God. So we're buying into all of this fear. Okay. Um, I know that this doesn't work very well to hold up the phone, but I'm going to do it anyway. Because another thing, like I said, another thing that popped up yesterday, and this is how I know. Like I said, it's not this, you know, this big voice going, hey, Lucy, right? <laughs> That's not the voice of God. The voice of God is he shows you. He'll show me in scripture. He'll show you in your heart, in your prayers, in your, in your quiet times with him. And he'll lead me to stuff. So take a look at this short. I'm just going to bring it up here. Professing Okay, so you get the idea of where we're going to go. All right, so get your Bibles because you're not going to hear from me today. You're going to hear from the Lord. Um, I have prayed and asked him to speak through me mightily, and I believe he's going to do exactly that. Um, first, we're going to start first with Proverbs. Chapter 1, Proverbs 1, verse number 7. Proverbs 1, verse number 7. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. Okay. So one of the things we've been taught in our churches is um, we don't need the Old Testament. Okay. Got to get your mind out of this trash from the pits of hell that we don't need the Old Testament because we have Jesus and all we need to do is the New Testament. We don't need to, to, to listen to the Old Testament. The other thing that I hear a lot, a lot from Christians is kind of an antique book. It's a, you know what? It doesn't really apply to us now because like, you know, it was written so many years ago, didn't anticipate 
you know, the technology, the modern, the cell phones, everything. Really? Okay. The Bible is a living, living book. It's not an antique history book. It's a living book, meaning God speaks. God spoke then. God spoke in the middle. God speaks now. Okay? You got to listen. The Bible is a living book. It's not an antique. God speaks through it. So let's go back to the Old Testament now because we don't know who God is and we don't have the fear of God. So we're going to uh, we're going to turn to a book towards the end of the Old Testament um, uh, called Nahum. Okay, so I'll give you a second to get there to Nahum. And let's learn a little bit about who God is. Okay, so in Nahum, um, God's concerned with Nineveh. Okay, he had sent Jonah to Nineveh. And the people finally repented. Uh, you know the story. And um, but now the people have gone astray again. Isn't that interesting? Don't we don't we do that? Okay. And so God is his anger is raging against Nineveh. So in Nahum, I hope that gave you enough time to to get there. Um, and if you don't have time to turn these pages, just write it down when I say it. We will have a, a link somewhere at some point with all the Bible verses, so you can keep going back to them. But Nahum chapter one the Lord is a jealous God. We're starting at verse two. The Lord is a jealous God filled with vengeance and rage. He takes revenge on all who oppose him and continues to rage against his enemies. The Lord is slow to get angry, but his power is great. And he never lets the guilty go unpunished. He displays his power in the whirlwind and the storm. The billowing clouds are the dust beneath his feet. Are you getting the picture of how big our God is? At his command, the oceans dry up and rivers disappear. The lush pastures of Bashan and Carmel fade and the green forests of Lebanon wither. In his presence, the mountains quake and the hills melt away. The earth trembles and its people are destroyed. Who can stand before his fierce anger? Who can survive his burning fury? His rage blazes forth like a fire and the mountains crumble to dust in his presence. Okay, I don't know about you. I grew up on the beach and we had hurricane season every winter, every summer, and sometimes in the winter, horrid storms. And I can tell you something, other than brace yourself, batten down your hatches, and if necessary, evacuate, there ain't nothing you can do. When God lifts that hand, there ain't nothing you can do. What can you do in an earthquake? Yeah, I've been in California with a 5.7, and it's terrifying. What can you do when the earthquake's happening? Yeah, okay. Power of God. Okay, I'm going to continue this because, like I said, I'm here to scare the hell out of you today. Isaiah chapter 1. Let's go to Isaiah. Okay, so Isaiah is in the prophets as well. 
Give me a second here. My pages are all wrinkly. Okay, Isaiah chapter 1. Again, starting at verse 2. Actually, before we do this, I'll, well, I'll read it and then and then I'll show you what happens in our churches. Okay, listen, O heavens, pay attention, earth. This is what the Lord says. The children I raised and care for have rebelled against me. That's us, guys. We're not exempt from this. It's us. Even an ox knows its owner and a donkey recognizes its master's care. But Israel doesn't know its master. My people don't recognize my care for them. Oh, what a sinful nation they are, loaded down with a burden of guilt. They are evil people, corrupt children who have rejected the Lord. They have despised the Holy One of Israel and turned their backs on him. Why do you continue to invite punishment? Must you rebel forever? Your head is injured. Your heart is sick. You're battered from head to foot, covered with bruises, welts, and infected wounds without any soothing ointments or bandages. Your country lies in ruins. Your towns are burned. Foreigners plunder your fields before your eyes and destroy everything they see. Is this ancient or is this happening now? Beautiful Jerusalem stands abandoned like a watchman's shelter in a vineyard, like a lean-to in a cucumber field after the harvest, like a helpless city under siege. If the Lord of Heaven's armies had not spared a few of us, we would have been wiped out like Sodom and Gomorrah. And if you know anything about Sodom and Gomorrah, to this day, nothing can ever grow there. Not a blade of grass is still covered in that sulfur that God rained down from heaven. The land is dead. Nothing there. And that's what God promised. And he keeps his promises. Listen to the Lord, you leaders of Sodom. We're in verse 10. Listen to the law of our God, people of Gomorrah. What makes you think I want all your sacrifices, says the Lord. I'm sick of your burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fattened cattle. I get no pleasure from the blood of bulls and lambs and goats. When you worship me, who asked you to parade through my courts with all your ceremony? Stop bringing me your meaningless gifts. The incense of your offerings disgusts me. As for your celebrations of the new moon and Sabbath and your special days for fasting, they are all sinful and false. I want no more of your pious meetings. I hate your new moon celebrations and your annual festivals. They're a burden to me. I cannot stand them. When you lift up your hands in prayer, I will not look. Though many of you offer prayers, many prayers, I will not listen for your hands are covered with the blood of innocent victims. Wash yourselves and be clean. Get your sins out of my sight. Give up all your evil ways. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Help the oppressed. Defend the cause of the orphans and fight for the rights of widows. We're going to stop there for a second because I have to say goodbye to my Brighton audience. Thank you so much. If you want to continue watching this, go over to JesusRocksLive.com and we'll see you next week, Brighton. Thanks so much. Okay, so we're going to continue this.
Your hands are covered with the blood of innocent victims. 64 million abortions in this country. Okay. Do we have the attitude, well, I didn't abort my baby, so I don't have to think about it. What have you done to help somebody else? Do you know that we've got crickets since Roe v. Wade? Nobody's saying anything since Roe v. Wade. Have you heard anything about it? Nothing. So the Supreme Court comes out, they go, yeah, we got to kick it back to states. You know what's happening in our state here in Arizona? So our state constitution says abortion, abortion's illegal. Illegal. You get hauled off to jail if you, if you kill your unborn baby. Okay? But because of Roe v. Wade, we haven't enforced our state's constitution. Now Roe v. Wade's gone. So we can, once again, enforce our state's constitution, right? Until, you know, they're, they're coming in. They're coming in trying to pass laws for the 15 weeks, and they'll probably get it because we have no fear of God. But do you know that the doctors in Arizona, a lot of them, a good, a good amount of them, Planned Parenthood is recommending their clients to go to these private offices of private doctors who are still aborting babies in their offices, okay? They think they're above the law. They have no fear. And it's still happening. So what are we doing? Oh, Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. We're good. Really? No fear of God? We're not good. Got to help the mothers. What about the mothers now who can't? can't kill their kids. And they still want to. It's amazing. They're looking for every reason to. Maybe as Christians, we do our job. We go out and testify, give our testimony, like the song that I sang. Tell people who Jesus is, how Jesus saved us, how he's the king of our soul, and how he could be the king of their soul too. Do we do that? Because that's our job. That's a great commission. Do we fear God enough to go out and do that? Or do we fear people? Oh, I don't want to do that because they might think I'm crazy. Or they might think I'm one of those Jesus freaks. Or they might laugh at me. Or they might get mad. What does Jesus say? Don't worry about it. Or who are you here to serve, right? Who are you here to serve? So now let's look at this because I've heard sermons on Isaiah chapter 1. And I'm sure you've heard sermons on Isaiah chapter 1. Have you heard this? Or have you heard this? Isaiah chapter one says, come now, let's settle this, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, I will make them white as wool. I heard that. I hear it in my sermons, in my, in my churches. Cherry picking. What led us up to it and what comes after it? They literally, your pastor will give you that, preach a whole sermon on that and flip it on how God loves you. God loves you. He doesn't care about anything else. He just wants to wash your sins white as snow. Well, that's true. But what about the disgust? What I'm thinking about when he's talking about our, our ceremony and our parades what do we do as Christians? We go, oh, we've got like a whole month for Christmas. What are we really celebrating at Christmas? And I don't want to hear, oh, it's a pagan holiday and Jesus wasn't really born in December. I don't care. We're celebrating the birth of our Lord. I don't care when you choose to celebrate the birth of your Lord. 
In this country, we happen to do it in December, okay? Are we celebrating the birth of our Lord in December? Or are we celebrating Satan Claus? Are we celebrating materialism? Christmas sales? Black Friday after Thanksgiving? Go out and get those. Go, go shopping. Go shop. That's not fear of the Lord, guys. It's not fear of the Lord. It's not what God's talking about. So you'll hear a sermon that'll give you, though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them white as snow. See, you don't have to do anything about your sins, right? And that's what they teach us in our churches. You're good. You're good. You don't have to change anything. You don't have to do anything. Just accept, like that video, accept Jesus. Really? Try. Try Jesus. Does Jesus need to be tried? He's God, guys. He created you from dust. Let it sink in. And he can make you go back to dust in the blink of an eye. So after that, so you'll hear that in your um, in your sermon. I will make you white as wool. But if they would just go on another verse, if you will only obey me, you will have plenty to eat. But if you turn away and refuse to listen, you will be devoured by the sword of your enemies. God will let our enemies devour us. He controls everything. He controls our enemies. You don't think he's controlling your puppet master, Joe Biden? God's in control. Get that around your minds. He controls everything. And I'm sorry to say, but if we anger him enough, he will let our enemies rise up against us. It's what he's been doing. Because where have we been most of our lives? asleep at the wheel. And we ought to be thankful on our knees right now for what we're going through. For such a time as this, God is waking up his people, a remnant. All right, we're going to keep going. I need you now to turn to, um, we're going to go to Jeremiah. I'm just going to, I'm just going to rapid fire here. So we're going to, we're going to turn to Jeremiah. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 20. Remember what the people did to all of God's prophets, including Jesus. They hated him the most, didn't they? They tortured him, crucified him the worst. But they threw Jeremiah in a well. They tried everything to kill Jeremiah because he was speaking God's truth. See, they don't want people, we don't want to hear the truth. We just want to live our lives. And this is why God said, stop talking about the MK Ultra. Stop talking about all this stuff. Stop talking about the preschool. Stop talking about it because people don't care. We've had kids on milk cartons since 1980. What do we do? We pour our cereal and look at the kid and go, oh, too bad. Kid's missing. Without even wondering. Okay, so in Jeremiah chapter 5, starting at... Oh, man, we could read the whole thing, but... Let's start at um, chapter 20. I mean, verse 20. But you, you really need to go into Jeremiah. Okay, let's, so let's start. Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 20. Make this announcement to Israel. He's talking to Jeremiah. And say this to Judah. Listen, you foolish and senseless people with eyes that do not see and ears that do not hear. Have you no respect for me? 
Why don't you tremble in my presence? I, the Lord, define the ocean's sandy shoreline as an everlasting boundary that the waters cannot cross. The waves may toss and roar, but they can never pass the boundaries I set. But my people have stubborn and rebellious hearts. They have turned away and abandoned me. They do not say from the heart, let us live in awe of the Lord our God, for he gives us rain each spring and fall, assuring us of a harvest when the time is right. Your wickedness has deprived you of these wonderful blessings. Your sin has robbed you of all these good things. Among my people are wicked men who lie in wait for victims like a hunger hiding in a blind. They continually set traps to catch people. Like a cage filled with birds, their homes are filled with evil plots. And now they are great and rich. They are fat and sleek, and there is no limit to their wicked deeds. They refuse to provide justice to orphans, deny the rights of the poor. Should I not punish them for this, says the Lord? Should I not avenge myself against such a nation? horrible and shocking thing has happened to this land. The false, the prophets give false prophecies and the priests rule with an iron hand. Worse yet, my people like it that way. What will you do when the end comes? We like sitting in our churches and getting our ears tickled. We like hearing it's all about you. God wants you to be happy. God wants you to have everything here. God's here to serve you. Try Jesus. Give it a chance. You might like it. This is coming from the pits of hell, guys. Meanwhile, what are they doing? Hey, God doesn't control the climate. You do. You're, you're destroying the climate. You need to sacrifice. We need to turn off your air conditioning. Remember Obama? Yeah, you're going to be hot in the summer and cold in the winter, but we got to do what we got to do. Really? I thought God provides everything. I thought all we got to do is obey and trust and fear the Lord. And he provides for us and serve him. And he provides for us. Turn to Jeremiah chapter 6, starting at verse 10. To whom can I give a warning? Who will listen when I speak? Their ears are closed and they cannot hear. They scorn the word of the Lord. They don't want to listen at all. So now I'm filled with the Lord's fury. I'm tired of holding it all in. I will pour out my fury on children playing in the streets, on gatherings of young men, on husbands and wives, those who are old and gray. Their homes will be turned over to their enemies, as will their fields and their wives. For I will raise my powerful fist against the people of this land, says the Lord. From the least to the greatest, their lives are ruled by greed. From prophets to priests, they're all frauds. They offer superficial treatment for my people's mortal wounds. They give assurances of peace when there is no peace. Are they ashamed of their disgusting actions? Not at all. They don't even know how to blush. 
Therefore, they will lie among the slaughtered. They will be brought down when I punish them, says the Lord. We want to hear what we want to hear. We want to believe what we want to believe. We still want to watch the TV. We still want to say, you know what? At the end of the day, I'll just vote in November and see what happens. Hey, maybe those people shouldn't have gone to D.C. that day. They're innocent, guys. Do we stand for Jesus? Do we fear God? Or do we fear men? Hey, oh, I, I don't feel so good. I just sneezed. I think I need to take a COVID test. For what? For a made-up virus by man to scare you into submission. And it's working. Because I'm seeing people in my own church coming back with masks again. Who do you fear? One who can trash your whole soul and body and throw it into hell? Or the one who might be able to kill your body but can't do anything to your eternal. Wake up, people. Okay, we're staying in Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 7. Let's start here, uh, verses 8 to 10. Because this is another thing that I think a lot of Americans think is we've never, other than 9-11, which isn't what you think it was. <laughs> we we're going to learn about that. We've never really, we've never seen war on this land. The Civil War. Yeah, it decimated us, but we're all way, way past that. We didn't live through that. We haven't lived through a war. I'm World War II. My parents were World War II. But I'm the end. I'm the last of that generation. No one's seen, no one's lived through war. And right here in Jeremiah chapter 8, don't be fooled into thinking that you will never suffer because the temple is here. It's a lie. Do you really think you can steal? Murder, commit adultery, lie, burn incense to Baal and all those other new gods of yours, and then come here and stand before me in my temple and chant, we are safe, only to go right back to all those evils again. Don't you admit that this temple, which bears my name, has become a den of thieves? Now, after 9-11, everybody raced to church. The churches were filled for about three weeks. Because we watched those buildings come down and we realized for a, a half a second, we have no control over this. But right now we're not doing that. We're still thinking we can control it. Well, if I just get the Vax or I'll just get the booster, I'll be fine. I'll just get this. I'll just do this. We'll just submit to this. Give into this. Okay, well, we didn't win the election, but we just got to vote for who we got to vote for. I mean, this is insanity, guys. It's insanity because we have no fear of the Lord. We don't fear demons because we don't fear the Lord. We're not afraid of nothing. And this is deliberate because remember whose world we live in. And he just keeps snowing us over if you're not staying diligent. It's a daily, daily exercise. It takes practice. Again, I'm going to give you nautical terminology because I grew up on the beach. I'm a beach bum. Okay, I'm a beach baby. One thing, when you're out on your boat and you stop the motor because you just want to like hang out for a second and just take it all in, if you don't drop that anchor within a two, three minutes, you're going to look up and go, whoa, wow, we really drifted far. It's amazing how fast if you don't drop your anchor 
you drift away. That's the same with our faith. If we're not anchored to Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, if we're not diligently studying him, what did you teach us, Jesus? What did you say? If we're not diligently studying the word of God, his prophets, what he says from Genesis chapter one to the end of Revelation, every single day, if we're not asking, if we're not, if we're not doing our job, we're drifting. I promise you, not one of us is, yeah, no, I'm good. No, you're not good. Not one of us. Okay. Remember, I think we did this a long time ago. Proverbs chapter two, all those action words that we have to do. Listen, treasure my commands, tune your ears, concentrate, cry out, ask, search, seek. Every single day. You don't put on your armor once and then, yeah, I'm good. I got it. No. You got to polish that armor. You got to make sure there's no chinks in that armor every single day. All right. Um, okay. So now let's talk about why. Well, you know what? Before we talk about why, let's. I want to give you some more Bible verses. So you might just want to write these down. I'm going to blow through them because then we're going to get to some other stuff. Whew, whew. <laughs> it's a lot to go through here. Proverbs 1, chapter 7, we already did. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and discipline. Um, Proverbs 1, verse 29. For they hated knowledge and chose not to fear the Lord. Proverbs 2. Remember I told you Proverbs is full of daily life lessons. You've got to be reading them every single day. Proverbs 2, verse 5, then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord and the Lord and you will gain knowledge of God. Proverbs 3, verse 7, don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Our wisdom, what we think we know, what we think that comes from the world. Don't be impressed with your wisdom with what you think you know it comes from the world. Ask God. That's how we can watch the news and not believe. That's how some of us are buying right into it. Oh, COVID, COVID, I got to get the vaccine. I got to get... Because they don't trust God. They're not doing their homework. They have no discernment, you see. There's no fear. And if there's no fear, there's no wisdom. And if there's no wisdom, you're defaulted to the ways of this world. I got to get that booster. I got to get that... Vax, I'm going to lock down. I'm going to isolate. No, no, no. I can't celebrate grandma's 100th birthday because we might get COVID if we gather. Wake up, guys. All right, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Um, Proverbs 8, verse 13. All who fear the Lord hate evil. Do we hate evil? All who fear the Lord hate evil. Do we hate evil or do we have a love affair with evil? Just saying. Do we tolerate evil? Are we using pronouns? Are we abiding? Are we abiding and calling men in dresses, ma'am? Excuse me, miss. Are we 
looking at other people's children, parents who are allowing their children to dress up as the opposite sex? Are parents okay with that? Saying, well, you know, I want to love my kid. You're loving your kid straight to hell by doing that. Our pastors are loving us straight to hell. Are you loving your neighbor when your neighbor's kid, your neighbor's daughter comes over to you and says, hey, my name's Ken. I'm a man now. And you go, oh, okay, Ken. Nice to see you. That's not love. That's the world's love. That's the world's love. That's not God's love. Love, love, love. Love is love. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 13. You must fear. Actually, I'm going to go back into that. Uh, We need to read that. So turn back. Deuteronomy. It's in the Pentateuch. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 13. I told you the Lord is going to speak today, right? Chapter 6, verse 13. We're going to read this. Um, You must fear the Lord your God and serve him. When you take an oath, you must only use his name. You must not worship any of the gods of neighboring nations. For the Lord your God who lives among you is a jealous God. His anger will flare up against you and he will wipe you from the face of the earth. You must not test the Lord your God as you did when you complained at Massah. You must diligently Obey the commands of the Lord your God, all the laws and decrees he has given you. Do what is right and good in the Lord's sight so that all will go well with you. Then you will occupy and enter the land, the good land that the Lord swore to give your ancestors. You will drive out the enemies living in the land as the Lord said he would. Okay, Deuteronomy 8, chapter uh, chapter 8, verse 6. Chapter 8, verse 6. So obey the commands of the Lord your God by walking in his ways and fearing him. Okay? In his ways. Second Chronicles chapter 26, verse 5. Uzziah sought God during, uh, during the days of Zechariah, who taught him to fear God. Nehemiah 5.15, but because I feared God, I do not act that way. Nehemiah 7.2, for he was a faithful man who feared God more than most. Job 1.1, Job feared God and stayed away from evil. Are you seeing the pattern here? Psalm 103, 17. But the love of the Lord remains forever with those 
who fear him. Psalm 128.1, how joyful are those who fear the Lord, all who follow his ways. You will enjoy the fruit of your labor, how joyful and prosperous you will be. Obedience. God wants obedience. Why does he want obedience? Because he's just this big old mean king who wants to like, no, those are the earthly gods. They want obedience because they want to rule over us. They want obedience because they want control over everything. Okay. That's the lie. Remember, we're citizens of heaven. Why does God want us to be obedient? Think about obedience as the guardrails on the Grand Canyon. Okay. I've been to the Grand Canyon. It's terrifying. <laughs> it's terrifying. Because when I went to the Grand Canyon for the first time, I thought, you know, it was going to be like protected because it's this like giant, like, like drop, right? It's a straight down, like what, three plus mile drop when you're at the top of it. And um, so I thought they were going to be like, like these huge like walls and fences and everything. And when we pulled up, when we pulled up to one of the, the visiting like sites, you could literally drive your car like right off the cliff. There's like nothing. There might be like a little, a little log like this big, right? <laughs> Block between you and the, and the drop, right? So I look at the fear of God as a healthy fear. Like how close do you want to get to that corner? Do you really want to walk on that ledge? Or do you have a healthy fear that there's a good chance you're going to fall, right? So God's a guardrail to me. God's like, he's not telling us to fear him because he's this big angry dude who just hates us and wants to, he loved, remember he created us. He didn't create us to smash us down. He loves us. I'm an artist, okay? When I write a song, I don't go, oh, this is this crappy song I just wrote. I hate it. No, I love my art, right? I love the work. I want people to see it. I want people to hear it. I want to display it. I want to show it. I'm proud of it. That's God with us. But because of our sin, because of our sinful nature in that garden, he can't be proud of us, right? We got to come back to him. He doesn't move. We've moved, right? So when he says, fear me, it's not unhealthy. It's because if we don't, we're going to walk right off the cliff. He's the guardrail. Have a healthy distance between you and the guardrail, right? Right? Because you don't want to fall off that cliff. So the guardrail protects us. We're protected by that. So let's look at why. Remember we talked about the giants? And we're running out of time. So you're going to have to do a lot of this on your own. But remember we talked about the giants. Um, and the giants were here. So God's giving us all these, all these instructions because he... Um, Right. He cleans out the giants. He he you know, he floods the earth and everything. But then, you know, they're still here. Right. Because it tells us in Genesis six, they're still here. They're not giants among us, but they are here in our bloodline. They're here. They possess us. They do live under the earth in physical form, but they can't walk among us right now. But God tells us in Leviticus 18, and I'm not going to have time to go through it all because we're running short. But he says here, starting in Leviticus chapter 18. Um, I am the Lord, your God, but do not act like the people in Egypt where you used to live or like the people of Canaan, the giants, right? Where I am taking you, 
You must not imitate their way of life. You must obey all of my regulations and be careful to obey my decrees, for I am the Lord your God. If you obey my decrees and my regulations, you will find life through them. I am the Lord. Okay? So he goes on to list every possible scenario of sexual immorality. Don't have sex with your your uh, your stepmother. Don't have sex with your your farm hand your farm animals. Don't cross mate your animals. Don't try to get a new breed from one animal to another. Don't cross breed your seeds. Think about genetically modified seeds. Okay, he's telling us the. Giants, the people in the land before you, they did all this stuff. And they're still going to do all this stuff. But you're mine. They're evil. And if you do these things, you're going to be evil with them. And then it brings you farther away from me. It takes you over the guardrail and off the cliff. I'm telling you, don't do these things. Stay on my side of the guard. I'm the guardrail. Stay on my side of the guardrail. I can protect you from this. But you got to be obedient. And if you don't, then you're going to experience my anger too, okay? Because that's God. That's the truth of God. Yeah, he loves us. He loves us that much to keep continually sending us. He loved us that much. He gave us his own son. We need to fear God. Would you give your son for someone you didn't know who was disobedient, who's going to walk away from you? That's how much he loves us. But he's also not going to tolerate our disobedience. Would you? Yeah. So, good news. You know what to do. You can do it. Obey God. Get in the word. Pray. Pray. Don't, when you see stories of Biden is the biggest pedophile on the planet, then get on your knees. Drop to your knees right there and ask God to stop this stuff. Because he will. He's waiting. He wants to. It's waiting for us to return to him, to be obedient to him. Let's stop doing the stuff we're doing. Stop living the life that you're living, thinking you've got it all together, because we really don't. We got to live for God. God is all love, but God is also all wrath. Start looking at what you're seeing. Have a heart for God. If you don't have a heart for God, if you don't want this, it's never going to happen. Okay, so that would be your first, your first homework is... Ask God, create in me a clean heart, oh God. Soften my heart that I may see through your eyes, God. Because when you see through the eyes of Jesus what's happening to his people, when you see the homeless and you don't drive by them anymore and think, oh, well, homeless, whatever, and you just keep driving your car, you'll get to the point where you will pull over your car and you'll offer that person a bottle of water, anything, and say, how can I pray for you today? Do you know Jesus? That's obedience, guys. When you pull your car over to that Planned Parenthood, or you see somebody in your church who's struggling, and you go over and say, how can I pray for you today? That's our call to action. Bringing heaven down here. And we can do it. 
get your heart right, get your mind right, turn off the TV, it's all mind control, stop listening, stop being afraid of the ways of this world, because when you don't fear God, like Oswald Chambers says, you fear everything else. All right? I love you guys. I know this was hard, but these are God's words, not mine. Don't shoot the messenger <laughs> like they did back when. These are God's words, not mine. So you guys figure it out. You test it. You test everything I say against those words. I love you. I'll see you next week. Get your God on. Give your life to Jesus if you haven't done it yet. Soften up that heart. Ask God. Do your homework. Practice your faith. Put on your armor. Keep it polished. Keep it tight. No chinks. All right. Let's sing it out. Let's sing it out. Oh, sorry. Wrong song. <laughs> Again, I thank you so much for sticking through this with me. We're going to strengthen our, our faith. We're going to tune it up and tighten it up and get rid of the false teachings. Um, just let's just hang together and keep doing this. Keep digging. Send in your prayer requests. We will pray over them. Uh, send in your questions, your concerns, anything that you want might want me to look at and cover in the future. Um, I'm going to look through all of it. I love you, and I'll see you next week. Bye. You've been listening to Everything Homes special segment, Stories Needing Sharing, with Michelle Swinnick, the queen of quality content, life, laughter, and the pursuit of happiness. To meet, learn from, and hire the experts and the guests, professionals, and members of the Everything Homes Socially Conscious Referral Network and Marketplace, visit everythinghometalkshow.com slash episodes. And to listen, subscribe, rate, review, like, follow, comment, and share, go to www.everythinghometalkshow.com and find us on all the major listening platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you were entertained and we hope that you picked up some real life tangible takeaways from some good people doing good business and good things. Till next time, this is Everything Home, signing off. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.